Travelling Tunes with Dr Kirsten Zimke. Morena Kirsten, how are you today? Good morning. I'm good. Dry. I'm dry. That is good. That is good. What a and bloody so week. is my humour. So is my humour dry too. <laughs> good. That's what we like to hear. Uh, we're talking anti-nuclear music this morning, which has got a very long and interesting history. I'm, I'm very excited about this conversation. Yes, it's a very powerful topic, isn't it? <laughs> I got it. I got it. Dry as <laughs> so the desert. Oh my God. Yeah, and you know, and we're we're gonna cover some of that history too. Although I do want to say I am surprised at how few, you know, there wasn't as many songs as I think should be about this. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're starting with um, nineteen forty-eight. We don't often play nineteen forty-eight songs. No, we don't. And this is uh, Pete Seeger, who's an iconic sort of protest singer he was part of the american folk movement that was singing folk songs and literally Mm. like a troubadour going around and singing about topical issues um but you know he did have some pop hits with these songs and they hit like quite wide audiences and you know you think about during the 50s all the sort of fun rock and roll stuff going on so for him to still be able to interject these kind of powerful topics you a sermon about old man Adam. Now I don't mean the Adam in the Bible, that no, I don't mean the Adam Mother Eve made it. I mean that thing that science liberated. You know, Einstein said he was scared. If he's scared, boy, I'm scared. You know, life used to be such a simple joy. The cyclotron was a super toy. Folks got born, they'd work and marry, and Adam was a word in the dictionary. Then it happened. <laughs> This this is a song that like unlocks a chapter of my childhood. I think my grandma had this CD, and we listened to it a lot. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Big, big in the anti-nuclear movement in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, he had such a long career. Um, he died in 2014 at 94 years old, and one of his last sort of big performances was at Barack Obama's inauguration. Wow. And so, you know, he took us through, like, his songs of topics through, um, you know, civil rights, the labor movement, uh, Vietnam War, environmental activism. Um, And, you know, protest music, he tried to show that it's about heritage, Mm. but it's also a catalyst for social change. The Adam don't care about politics or who got what into whichever fix. All he wants to do is sit around and have his nucleus bombarded by neutrons. <laughs> so good. So I think a lot of people, when they think about anti-nuclear movement, it comes from mostly the 60s or the 80s, perhaps. But this is earlier than that. So this must have been quite, I'm, I guess, early on in that conversation about nuclear power. That's right. And so, you know, after World War II, when the United States dropped atom bombs on um, Japan, um, you know, so there was so much nervousness and worry about how this was going to go. And, you know, as we'll see through the show, and you were talking about your grandma, you know, that lingered on in, you know, various protest communities, really trying to bring awareness to the choices we're going to make around this technology. 
Um, and so this next song is kind of weirder. So, you know, as you said, in New Zealand, the the anti-nuclear movement was really strong, and that was mostly about just bringing it here. Yeah. Um, and our own protests in the Pacific, which was such a terrible space for um, doing nuclear testing, just awful. Um, so this is 1980, orchestral maneuvers in the dark, and the song's called Enola Gay, which is the name of the plane that dropped the bomb in Hiroshima. Ah, see, I know this song. I didn't really realize that this was an anti-nuclear song. I just always thought Enola Gay was a woman, you know? Well, it was. It was the pilot of the plane's mother. <laughs> I know, he names this plane that does this devastating deed after his mom. We are getting some good texts coming in. Uh, speaking of the sort of 40s movement, Len Lai made a film about nukes in the late 40s. It's currently in an exhibition about the atomic age at the Len Lai Centre, which is amazing oh, if you've never visited it before. Yeah. And um, when they wrote the song, the, the lead guy was, he had grown up super into airplanes and World War II planes and did a lot of research. Like, you know, they weren't just touching on it. This was something, um, you know, he poured a lot of effort and yeah. interest into. So we're... We're not playing any of it this morning, but there's also a big Japanese anti-nuclear mu- movement of music as well, which makes a lot of sense, having yeah. having been a country massively affected by it. Yeah, and, you know, reading through it, it, it is really problematic, and I don't want to comment, you know, on the science of it all, because it's sort of beyond me, but, you know, we have kind of become complacent about using nuclear energy. It's... It's supposedly safer than fossil fuels, like uh, coal, and, and less dirty than like coal and you know gasoline and stuff like that. But um, you know, it, it's probably worth popping in and considering how we still feel about it. And so, yeah, you get the relationship to the environment um, and to war. You know, so it's just uh, it's just such a big area to con- for humans to consider. And then, what do we do? We sing about it and put it in pop dance songs. Someone said, Dancing with Tears in My Eyes brings the spectre of nuclear war down to the most personal level. Oh, wow. And I mean, that's the thing, isn't it, about a lot of the way this music is uh, used, is it is about humanising something that feels bigger than anything you can kind of comprehend as a person, you know? True, and it gives us that emotional, embodied level of interacting than just intellectual discourse, you know, with science papers. So... We're listening to kind of like a bit of synthwave. We've also had a Kraftwerk track, Radioactivity by Kraftwerk 1975, come through on the text machine as well. There, oh, yeah. Lots of different genres have played with this. Lots of different, I guess, countries in the world have had their own experience with this. But there, there's a really interesting, I guess, like reggae sort of part of it. And then obviously in the 80s, it comes down to Aotearoa. So when do we start kind of having this conversation in music, Kirsten? Well, yeah, in the 80s there was, you know, with a lot of Pacific people here and New Zealand recognising itself as a Pacific country, maybe rather than a European country. Um, 
And, you know, just them opening with that French accordion as this attack on the French government who are testing this product so safe, supposedly, that we're, we'll test it far away from us in the Pacific. Can you see yourself under a coconut tree? One thing for nothing. Well, maybe a cooler breeze. When all things romantic mean the self-pacific. I mean, what a good song. I know. You know, making it bouncy and poppable as well. Yeah, I mean, making it a pop hit. It, it, you, you know, you, it's not so common anymore to have an active protest song be also right. a pop hit. You know, that that's a really interesting phenomenon. And what's funny is the radio was really timid about playing it, New Zealand radio, but it actually was because of the title of the song being too sexual. <laughs> French letter, if anyone's wondering. Yes. You can Google it. Yeah, no, don't. It might be better to ask someone. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want it in your, your, your history. <laughs> so obviously Scratch Orchestra, Pacific 3210. That's a big yeah. anti-nuke yeah. song here. Were you part of that one, Kirsten? Yes, I was. I was. Okay. Nice, nice. Was so, um, top twins, neutral and nuclear, fl- uh, nuclear free? Oh, yeah. You know what? It'd be good, now we're getting a little idea-ish early on a Friday morning, it'd be good to have a sort of a concert again focused on this, you know? Yeah. And bring, bring all the songs and But yeah, New Zealand was really active in this space. So the so this I mean obviously the 80s when the Pacific nuclear testing was happening and when the big anti-nuclear movement in New Zealand was happening was when we started to see a lot of local music from it but I, I do find it interesting how different parts of the world have engaged with it in their pop culture in, in different times like we've got XTC this world over Damn the Dam by John Hanlon as suggestions coming in on the text machine we also had uh, some Frankie Goes to Hollywood yeah. Two Tribes yeah, as a suggestion absolutely. as well you know there's a lot it's not. It's an interesting thing because it's such a universal concern. That well, and it's linked, like I said, with war and science, and now the environmental movement. Because apparently the world's goal is to have clean energy by 2050, but nuclear is counted as one of the clean energies. So some people are worried. Well, we have to turn to it and increase it in order to achieve that other goal about fossil fuels. You know. Peter Tosh, No Nuclear War. Yeah, let's organize a big global concert. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you, you can be in charge, Kirsten. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah so, yeah, so it's a tough one, and I think we'll still be thinking about it. And music's such a, a great lens to see how people are responding, and like you said, across the globe. Yeah, totally. To hear know. what's in their hearts and minds and passions about the issue. 
Totally. And these aren't, I mean, the interesting thing is even listening to that Pete Seeger song, which, as you said, is from 1948, it's still got a lot of relevancy, you know, in, in the way it plays out. I guess that's a lot of Pete Seeger's music does that anyway, you know, solidarity forever across many different things. But, yeah, very interesting. And it's a different space for music, too, because it is more about, you know, college campuses, festivals, protests. You know, it's not club music. You know, we're not thinking about, you know, some of our other spaces for popular music. Yeah. Concerts in clubs or in your car. I mean, obviously, you can still listen to this in your car. <laughs> but, but you know, the this other uses for popular music and the other spaces yeah, that absolutely. we have it in. Thank you, Kirsten, for bringing us a bit of anti-nuclear music this morning. Where are we going next week? Dark Academia. Dark Academia. Oh, <laughs> online. Excellent stuff. Thank you, Kirsten. We'll see you then. All right. That was Travelling Tunes with Dr. Kirsten Zimpke. Thank you very much.